1: Hello oh, and welcome to another episode of That's What People Do. You are joined by me, Ryan McGowan, and as always, James K. How are you doing today, mate? You alright?
2: I am good, thank you, Ryan, so much for asking. Um, the clocks went back, I think we've already referenced this, but I believe they also went back in America, so they can get on board with this now as well. It's dark, it's dark early and it makes me sad. I don't know why that's sort of really just thrown me
1: off. I know that clocks go back in the UK, but I I just never realised that they went back everywhere else. <laughs>
2: But in a different a, a different day, which I don't really understand. And also, my beef with it is, it's called daylight savings, and yet it goes dark at half four. What daylight are we saving? where, where is it? Where is this daylight we have saved? It's gone. Because is it? Wasn't the what a great way to start? By the way, uh... just bin off daylight savings. I'm immediately in with a rant. Russia did it, and let's all follow Russia's suit and everything they do. Just what? bin off daylight savings.
1: Let's let's not follow Russia's example to the letter, but um... no, we should. No. <laughs> no. That's wrong. No, please don't. Don't. That's a joke. <laughs> um but um what do we do with Wait, 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 wait. I'm very confused. So Russia doesn't have the don't the, the clocks don't go back or forth. No, they just keep the, the same
2: time throughout the year.
1: And it just gets darker uh, at this time now. When it of... gets
2: dark it's dark and when it yep, just live your life by the sun. Well, that makes sense, I suppose. But I also whole... saw something else as well, right? Like, if you create like a whole new month, right, and have 13 months and just have 28 days every month, maybe, I'm, maybe I saw something stupid and I've been baited, then every month will like start on a Monday and end on a Sunday or something and every it's, it's just everything's really linear. Well, that's I don't know why I brought that up because I don't really have the facts, but... It was interesting. Time is a concept. Where is this episode going? Well, I'm sure...
1: Didn't Neil deGrasse Tyson say that, obviously, like, we've got this thing with the clocks that eventually we will get, like, an extra day or something because they're, they're... Or they're going back... I forget, I forget. I'm not... I'm not. Isn't that, isn't
2: that a leap year, though? Like, every year is 365.25 days. Yeah, isn't that the point of a leap year, to, like, keep it on track? And a track? leap year just adds on another day. Just, what are we doing? I don't understand why we're bringing the clocks back. I don't because get if it. we didn't it would go dark at half 5 and not half 4. I, I
1: think I think I know the reason why they broke the clock they do the clock's thing and it's to do with farming so that the farmers could get up earlier when there's and to try and get as much daylight as possible so they'd start earlier in the day so they can get still as much done and then they can finish before it gets dark or something like that. Okay so what the they summertime. didn't
2: factor into uh, into that was my mental health and the fact that <laughs> I've got to buy a fucking sad lamp so I don't <laughs> get sad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's uh wow, what a way to start. I did not think we'd go I down don't even that know what road. this episode's about, but fuck it, we'll just rant about time. Yeah, well, we've got time to kill. So, this is a uh a, a very much a different episode to to what we normally do now. Um this is what we would call a relaxed fit episode. So, uh there's no script here. There's no person we're talking about. Uh, we're just talking to each other, and you guys are sat alongside us, listening to us like you would at the pub. Um, no the point behind this is uh, James is going away soon uh, for a few days, and in that time it means that we're not going to have uh, any time to record an episode, and I have not had time to write one as of yet. Um, so, we're having a nice, relaxed episode where we can talk about a few things and then talk about James's trip to Italy, and uh, yeah help uh, tide us over for a little bit as something to listen to in the meantime so um with that being said should we just start off
2: with the trip james should we should we start with that sure i'm also going to say it's a really good thing that we message or i think you messaged me earlier about a comment someone made on one of our posts and then somehow we realized that we hadn't got an episode out and i was going away because i I feel like without that conversation we just wouldn't have done anything yeah yeah, very good point so kudos um, to that guy
1: it's been mentioned isn't it before but you're going to italy
2: Yes, I'm going to Italy, Ryan, on Monday. Today's Wednesday. Tomorrow is my last day of work, so I'm very excited. Mm, and you got what yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday to pack or chill out, what? It's also my birthday at the weekend. So mm. if anyone wants to send me anything it's so on yeah, Sunday. So I'll right? probably be, uh yeah, so I'll be seeing family. Doing all the birthday things, going out for a going out for an Italian meal on Saturday night, funnily enough before I go to Italy because why not? Getting into um, the spirit of it, you know, when in Rome. Yep. And then Monday I fly.
1: Mm. So, um, I I wondered if anyone cares enough to hear it, where are you going? Where are you starting? Where are you finishing off? What's, what, what's, what spurred this
2: on? So I think for the relevance of the podcast as well, this isn't just me gloating about holiday. This is going to be a documentary for our <laughs> Patreon subscribers. Yeah. So th- this has relevance to the podcast. I'm not just shoving it down your throat that I'm going to the fucking Amalfi Coast in November. Um, I, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really good to watch. I think so. Basically, on Monday, I fly from London Gatwick, which I don't know why they call it London Gatwick because it's nowhere near fucking London, to Florence, uh, which is the the home of the Renaissance. It's where the Renaissance really boomed, um, and it's also where most of the world's art—I say most, a lot of the world's most famous art is stored. So that's gonna be very cultural. Like Michelangelo's David is there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Venus, is it the birth of Venus? The picture of the woman in the shell—that's in oh, the yeah. museum there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And she it's has also a f-
1: where She's got, got a funny story, origin story in it. She like didn't Zeus just ejaculate into the sea and she came out of that?
2: Didn't know that, Ryan. But I'll, I'll yeah. make sure I find that out while I'm there for the yeah. documentary. Yes, yeah, so um, I want to know all also, about it. It's also the birthplace of gelato, so I will be getting a lot of gelato in, in, in November. Yeah, I couldn't give a fuck. I'm gonna be wolfing it down. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, like Italians can be a bit funny about like that. Their coffee, and they're like, no, 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 yeah, you no cappuccino you, after no, twelve. Yeah, so like you don't drink cappuccino after twelve. I wonder if they're like that with gelato, where they're just like, no, it's November, we don't serve gelato. And you, like, I've, I've come all this way.
2: I'm literally English. I don't care. You're gonna <laughs> serve me that ice cream, and you're gonna be pleased about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're heading to Florence, and we're gonna see some things.
2: Is Florence? Yeah. No. Uh,
1: Florence is not where Romeo and Juliet is set, is it? That's in uh, Verona. No, that's Verona. Yeah, Florence is. Have you played Assassin's Creed 2? Oh, Christ, yeah, that's got the massive dome that I've climbed a million times.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, I've completely... Hold on, I've got the name here because I've got the document up. Oh, someone stole while I get the name. Well, um, I'm just
1: thinking, uh, I
2: if I went to Florence, I would be able to know exactly where I'm going. This is the thing, there's loads of TikToks about it. Uh, Piazza Navona. No, that's wow. wrong, that's in Rome. Fuck, I've got the wrong name here. This is good, <laughs> isn't it, because I've piazza del duomo that's the one i've gone it. to the wrong place um yeah it's it's the world's largest dome like it's man-made brilliant
1: dome. it's played brilliant honestly and it takes a while to climb up honestly i was getting tired just yeah, yeah. doing it with the controller
2: i will be climbing up i've got my tickets um that so is something exciting
1: that is something, like, I've seen a few TikToks of that, where um there are some, there are, like, girlfriends who have, like, filmed their boyfriends and they're in a particular place. And he's like, oh, no, I know where I'm going. She's like, how do you know where you're going? He's like, oh, I've played a, a game, Assassin's Creed yeah. or GTA or even, um back in the day, what was it called? The Getaway. The Getaway? Is
2: it Getaway? yes yeah, no the one that
1: look. was set in London. Like, a GTA set in London.
2: Was it? Oh, no, I never played that. Yeah, I oh, don't dude. Know very good anyway so from from florence where do we go so florence is a fleeting trip and then i go to everyone's favorite rome and i just want to take a minute i've already done this off air to Rome, but the uh, italian train system is amazing 18 quid for a two-hour journey is fantastic uh i go to rome i've lost google chrome there it is and i'm in rome for quite a while because when in rome I also feel like I need to say that I'm doing this all by myself. I literally have no one going with me, so it's going to be quite a lonely trip. Um, which is mainly why I'm doing a documentary, so I can talk to the camera. Mm. Uh, so from there, I sort of just—I'm going gonna to get there. I'm going to sort of just wander around, have dinner. Uh, my Airbnb is right by the Trevi Fountain, so wow, good spot. But I've seen videos of them like it's absolutely rammed, and it's—I I hate tourists. He says as a tourist himself, so I'm going to go at like five in the morning to try and get some nice snaps for the gram Mm, sounds good yeah i say i'll go five in the morning i won't my alarm will go off and i'll be like fuck that (laughs) but the thoughts there Mm. Uh, and then on the 16th i've booked a three-hour walking tour uh around the Colosseum, the roman forum and palatine hill which which i'm really excited about because famously you hate doing walking i do yeah but i feel like when i'm in rome and also like the Colosseum, the Forum and the Palatine Hill, everything's like it's really condensed. Mm. It's not like we're walking far. Mm. We're just going to be standing there chatting for a long time.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. And that's okay. But there is going to be a lot of walking in Rome, so it's going to hurt. Um, but the Colosseum, like we get to go on. Because when you book tickets to the Colosseum, I don't know if anyone's ever been to Italy and had to do this. You don't automatically get to go on the Colosseum floor. That's like extra. Right. So I had to make sure I bought that, obviously, so I can look around like I'm Maximus that's just slain Commodus. And... Oh, that's a foreshadow to what we're going to talk about later. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring that up later. Um, yeah. So that's that day, and then the following day is the Vatican and Sistine Chapel. If you're listeners of this podcast, you know that we're not religious people, but I think it's really cool to go to one the smallest country on Earth, and two just see the Vatican and what it holds because it holds some of the most treasured artifacts in the world and also i get to see um the sistine chapel ceiling which is what the fuck's it called it's michelangelo's one isn't it it's michelangelo's where god and the blokes touching it's just the sistine chapel you know adam one. yeah creation of adam yeah or something. if you google it you'll know it. but the reason they say you can't take pictures was originally because nippon the japanese camera company like they did some um, refurbishments there or something, and then they had the rights to the image of that painting, so no one else could take pictures. But then Nippon lost the rights, and then they just thought flashes are damaging the artwork, which is fair enough, so now you can't take pictures in there. Is it, though? Does flash damage artwork? Apparently. Every museum I've ever been to has said that it is, so either there's a great conspiracy going on, or they're actually... To yeah, be fair, they just... we have DVDs downstairs, who uses DVDs, and they've been in the sun for so long, all of the colours faded off the case.
1: Yeah, that's fine. But that's because it's UV that's doing it. But I, I didn't think that camera flashes used UV. I, I unless know. I'm being naive and UV lights. I'm I'm sure light. there's some
2: sort of scientific reason.
1: Or is it the reason and the fact that they just want you to go there and see it yourself and pay money?
2: Yeah, this is the thing. Um, obviously, it's one of them that I would love to get a picture of it. Um, Maybe I'll try and get a sneaky one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and then also that night, I booked a ticket to go and watch Italy versus Macedonia. Oh, um, yes. That's a at Roma's shout. football stadium. So I'm yeah. really excited for that. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. But also, England are in Italy's group and we've just beat them. So I hope they... I'm just not going to speak to anyone. I don't want to get beaten up because Italian <laughs> fans are quite passionate people. Um, I-,
1: I love the idea of you trying to be incognito. So you haven't spoken to anyone, but you are going to be wearing an England shirt.
2: Yeah, just sat there, just mugging <laughs> everyone off. I've been tempted to buy some sort of Italy jacket or shirt or something just to blend in a little bit more. You've got some uh, you've got some Italian football shirts, haven't you? It, Italy is the one country I don't have a football shirt of. Got I've got Roma an AC shirt. Milan one, but like, why would I wear an Italian club shirt? We've got it's a like Roma going shirt to an and England you'll be game. in a Roma stadium. Exactly, but it's also Lazio Stadium and I don't want to get beaten up by some angry Italian man.
1: Mm, good point, good point. Anyway, They're very passionate people. From Rome, where do we go?
2: Well, this thing, the day after that, I'm still in Rome, but I've given myself a rest day to just sort of do what I want to do. So I feel on that day, I'm going to do the Pantheon, which is one of the oldest churches in the world. It's like there's the building with the hole in the roof. And when it rains, it just simply gets wet inside. That's cool. Um, yeah, I'd also like to do the Circus Maximus, Spanish Seps, obviously, all of that. Um, and in between this, there's going to be a lot of pasta and pizza and... Everything you wanted, and I also want to go to the Appian Way as well, and because the original Roman road is still there, so I'd quite Mm. like to see that. Mm. But from there, we go to, well, we go to Napoli very briefly, and then I go out of Napoli to Sorrento, which is just sort of on the other side of the Amalfi Coast. I've seen pictures, and it's beautiful. And the Airbnb I've booked, like I've really splashed out, and it overlooks the coast. It looks stunning. Um, Mm. So I'm excited for that. But the reason I'm staying there is not for the view or Sorrento lemons, because that's where they come from. It's for Pompeii. Ah, yes. So I'll be going to Pompeii, um, and maybe Herculaneum as well, because apparently that's better. Uh, I need to book my Pompeii tickets. Fuck, this is all bringing up stuff I need to do for me. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone's so finding
1: d- this fairly interesting, that James is just running through his itinerary and be like, oh, I've still got to do that.
2: Yeah, there's, I, I, was, I was literally saying earlier, like, what else do I need to do for this trip? I'm done. Turns out quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do Pompeii, and if you don't know Pompeii, go listen to our Spartacus episode because he's on Vesuvius for a little bit. Mm. Um, and Pompeii is famously the the town that was uh, on destroyed the wrong side when, of it. <laughs> yeah, when Vesuvius went up, uh, and loads of things sort of like, time just sort of stopped, and you can still see like carcasses of people that have just been held in time because of ash and yeah, it was lava that, and whatever. that
1: pyroclastic flow, isn't it? That was the thing that that did them, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. So that'll be cool. Places I've always wanted to go, uh, and then I'll go to Napoli. And the only reason I'm going to Napoli is because Napoli is home of the pizza. I'm sure Americans, if there's any New Yorkers, you want to fight me, but I don't care for American pizza. Couldn't give a fuck about it. It's boring. But give me like a wood oven near oh, Napoli pizza. I can't wait.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Like Italy for pizza. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it's going to be good. I don't rate the whole stone baked pizzas. Do you but not? No, that's the way no. to do it. Do you know what it is? They always come out like incredibly thin. They're like they're incredibly thin. Yeah, a little thin. bit charred on the outside. They're a bit of charcoal on the side. Like there's no crust. There's no like and it's soft. So sa- it's dough. sourdough, so it's like it's almost oh, it's just it's too so hard nice. and it's crunchy. I don't like that. I like, the, like that like that American sweet. deep pan where it's no, nice and no, no, no. thick, boy, saucy. Like, the, the crust is, like, spongy. It's got air in no, it, and no, you can just eat that. Not. Dip that in some, like, sauce afterwards. You're like, oh, that that is good. Which is funny, because my partner, Jenna, is obsessed with, like, uh, stone baked, stone oven fire, yeah, whatever yeah, they're called. Yeah, yeah, good. She knows that what she's talking she, about.
2: That She's obsessed with it, and she always wants that, and I'm like, oh, I just don't really rate it. Yeah, but Napoli is, like, home of the pizza, so I will be going there. And uh, there's already a place I've picked out. Apparently, it's, like, an hour and a half queue. But mm. they, it's said to be the best pizza in Napoli, so I'll give it a try.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. And then I'll go home on the twenty second. You're back on the 22nd, twenty second, which yep. is well the that day. which is the day uh, that a rather f- infamous. Well, I suppose it's infamous is the wrong word to use. What's the thing that's like kind of like it's out there at the moment? Um, like that's when this film that is quite controversial at the moment is coming out. That everyone's talking about a film on Napoleon comes out on the 22nd yeah, it is um now james you've written an article about this and why have you written an article about this what's the point behind writing an article about just a film that's coming out
2: okay so first of all if you haven't read the article uh that's wpd.com go and read it it was it was fun to write uh so it's an it's a film obviously about napoleon and recently uh dan snow if you're not familiar in the uk he's a, a massive historian arguably probably one of the most famous in the country. Um, He went on TikTok and he watched the trailer and he just pulled it apart and Mm. and picked out all sort of the inaccuracies of it. And then I think it was The New Yorker who brought this up to Ridley Scott who told Dan Snow to get a life. So it just brought up an interesting debate of do film directors have sort of a moral obligation to Mm. portray history as it happened in a correct way or can they do what they want with creative license
1: yes so let me say that the whole point behind the article was to try and figure out you know um, do do directors who make films have like say a moral obligation or any sort of obligation really to make a historically accurate film when you're talking about historical things and we you put up a poll and we were really surprised to see how split it was. And it was that, do, do direct, should directors take more care or just, fuck it, it's a film, enjoy it. And we were surprised to see that it was fairly evenly split.
2: I was surprised until we spoke about it. And now I'm not surprised because I assumed that everyone would agree with me. Like Spoiler alert, me and Ryan have different views on this. And I think, believe Ryan thinks that everyone would have just agreed with him and that's sort of yeah. just how things go. Yeah. <laughs> So, but no, it's so okay then. So let, let,
1: let's break it down. So, um, obviously, a new Napoleon film coming out, made, uh, directed by Ridley Scott, featuring Joaquin Phoenix playing Napoleon, and it looks stunning. It looks beautiful, like and most. Oh, it's going to gonna be amazing. Honest, most Ridley film, Ridley Scott films, do look stunning. He's a fantastic director, evidently. Um, however. Obviously, Dan Snow put his TikTok out, and, he, and he's sort of broken it down, and quite a lot of historians who are very, very famous for, like, that's that's their field of study have gone, like, oh, there's some issues here. Um, They've broken that down and, and brought those out. So, let's just just go on that. So, you, you asked the question in your article, does a director or anyone who makes a historical film have a duty to make it accurate? And we, we put it out there and we've had loads of you guys uh, commenting on our posts saying what your opinion is. And quite a lot of people, I must say, have been saying that the directors do have an obligation to make them accurate. Now, for clarity, I stand on the side that I think directors do have an obligation to make, if you're making a historical film based on a very uh, based on a true person and uh, true events to make it as accurate as possible and james you disagree so i'll let you jump on why you don't think it that they have the rights or need to do that
2: i think we have to define accurate first because i was having a conversation with a friend earlier and accurate could be napoleon had such and such for dinner in real life but in the film they portrayed him having such and such like it's tiny minute details that unless you really are an expert on it you're not going to pick up i think those things are point like who cares who gives who gives a fuck um but in the trailer there is the battle of the pyramids and it is seen that napoleon is at the base of the pyramids firing cannons at the pyramids in egypt Mm. which didn't happen It, it, it didn't happen um
1: well it's, it's important, interesting, important, because... important to point out that not only did that not happen they say that the what is famous as being called the battle of the pyramids happened about 10 miles away from the pyramids so you would have hmm. seen them in the distance but the point being that you know it doesn't look that good on camera this is this you is want the thing to get it, it at the like, pyramids.
2: it's going to look amazing on camera and i don't think it impacts the truth of it so much it's just it happened it's just the setting of it has changed I don't think anything, I haven't seen, we haven't seen the film, so who knows, but as long as what you're doing doesn't change the course of history, like Tarantino does at the end of *Inglorious Bastards*, where they just kill Hitler, as long as it doesn't change the course of history, I think it's fine, you can take artistic license, because you're then getting this film out, it happened with Oppenheimer, you get this film out, and more people become interested in the subject matter and become interested in history, that perhaps weren't in the first place. And then, mm. touch wood, fingers crossed, they go and do their own research. Because I think it's not a failure of a filmmaker if someone takes everything they're saying as gospel, it's the failure of the viewer. You you should go away and do your own research instead of sitting down for two hours and then just branding yourself an expert and thinking everything's correct.
1: Hmm. Yeah, now I've spoken to my partner, who I don't know if I well we've probably mentioned it before. Jenna is uh, TWPD's filmmaker. Uh, she, if anything, is on Patreon or if we filmed it, chances are Jenna was behind the camera, putting it together, editing it. Jenna is a graduate in, with a masters in film and television production. So I remember speaking to her before when it comes to like you know things being true. Do you have to say it? And it was as long as it's based on, you've got them freedom mm. to kind of do what you like. Because it's not saying this is a true depiction of the events as told; it is based on the events in history or whatever. Um, I, I quite like, you know, the odd embellishment of things to, to um, make it more theatrical or just to like tell a story more, uh, to, to tell a story easy easier, uh, to make it like easier to understand or, or break it down a bit more. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily like things if they're completely inaccurate. Um, so, I don't necessarily have an issue with, like, the things that Dan Snow brought up when he was breaking it down. Like, when he's saying, oh, Napoleon never charged into battle. That one is kind of pointless then. Why do it? That's just... That's to because that, that's going him... to look
2: amazing on camera,
1: watching oh, and Phoenix yeah, sure on the back of a horse. I mean, it looks fantastic in, in the trailer, but... Dan Snow himself has said, and some other historians have said, that, that are, you know that that's their field. Um, Napoleon supposedly was uh, notoriously just a bad horse rider, just wasn't very good at riding horses. That wasn't his thing. Mm. So he would, one, never have ridden into battle, but two, that was not his job. His job was to stand on top of a hill and watch the battle and then sort of play command and conquer with it all sort of just you know from afar right that needs to happen go do it and then someone would run off and go tell people what to go do he was he's there he was there to orchestrate a battle not be in it and just not have an idea of what's going on so he would never have done that um i have seen some people say um oh he wouldn't have said that okay yeah you don't know that you don't know that if it's not written down you don't know whether we would have would or wouldn't you could say you didn't know him you could say oh that's not it wasn't necessarily in his nature to be like that okay fair enough but that's again based on just writings that either he has done himself or people have written about him so he may have just had an off day maybe he would have said something but uh, those ones i'm a bit like you don't know that just like enjoy the moment or let it let it have its time um but when it comes to like documented things, then I'm like, well, maybe you should be accurate. But then at the same time, Battle of the Pyramids, ten miles away from the actual pyramids, mm, I get it. That one, I'm I'm willing to give it leeway. I don't mind if it's accurate in terms of the storytelling, in terms of like the information that's there is correct. Battle of the Pyramids. Uh, happened around there I don't care necessarily how close or far away it was don't necessarily shoot the pyramids that's dumb that was just for the sake of making it look cool and don't get wrong that shot looks really cool in the trailer Um, but one I think you can have creative license we mentioned earlier when we were talking about it uh, Gladiator another Ridley Scott movie heavily sort of loose when it comes to historical accuracy now there's a video game that's rather famous we brought it up Assassin's Creed historically they bring they bring things up like and 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 they they are actually ubisoft is the company that make them have been praised for making such high detailed uh historically accurate settings for these m- video games however it does say at the beginning uh, a lot of the historical characters and names and whatnot uh, are just used for creative storytelling kind of thing mm-hmm. they say that at the beginning because this isn't real it's set in a real time and it's using that as its setting but it's not a real historical event and i'm happy with that because that's kind of like with gladiator the characters and the era and the story uh the, the characters in the era that's correct that's real that happened all that kind of stuff but this is a fictional story and i think but that's then you get difference. to the end
2: when commodus is is a real person who joaquin phoenix plays like he, he existed and then obviously spoiler alert if you haven't seen it uh he gets killed at the end by maximus that's not how Commodus died Commodus was a gladiator and he did. He was the only Roman Emperor who fought in the Colosseum but he wasn't killed in the Colosseum yes as however
1: I see that in the same way and you brought him up earlier I see that as it's the same as Tarantino's uh, quote unquote historical films in Glorious Bastards uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I see that in the same way I see him using a historical era and the characters, but making up his own story. And that I'm okay with because that's not saying, oh, I'm trying to tell a real life story here. We're just using that as the narrative. And yeah, that's sort of, fair. That's a basis. And I get that. Um, but with Napoleon, you are actually trying to tell a real story about a real person who did exist. Mm. And you're. I find it's like, if you're trying to go so
2: far, you might as well just go all the way. But then, listening to Dan Snow, by the way, throughout his TikTok is saying, "I'm really looking forward to this film. It looks great." So, and and I believe he did an interview with Ridley yeah, Scott. So he like, sat down with Ridley Scott, probably, Scott and they talked it hard.
1: through. And, and, and you know, he's obsessed. Like he's obsessed with like going to see this film. And he's, I'm, to put it out there, so am I. I think this is fantastic. I can't wait to see it. Um,
2: but I don't think anything that he brought up changes the course of history they've just sort of taken things that happened and sort of just pushed them a little bit more to, like, Marie Antoinette's death, execution, um, Napoleon wasn't there in real life, and and, uh, Dan Snow mentioned her hair would have been different to what was in the trailer, but I think having Napoleon there in the film, watching Marie Antoinette's death, which sort of signifies the end of the French monarchy at the time, that's a powerful image, even though he was down the other end of France in real life. (laughs) I, for the purposes of storytelling, I'm completely okay with that. Yeah, no, I it do- understand It doesn't that. change what happened. It just changes sort of the view of it. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um,
1: and I get why that's done. Um, you mentioned earlier, you were like, well, if you want historical action, just go watch a documentary. And you're like, yeah, fine. Um, I don't know. It's, I just feel like, you know, if you're going to do it, do it properly and just do it justice. I've, um, I was thinking earlier... You mentioned Vikings as well as being something. And I was then saying that I see Vikings in the same way that I see Troy, in the same way that I kind of see like the uh, film Alexander, um, mm. seeing them as being like these are stories that are almost so far in the past that a lot of the accuracy levels is just sort of, I don't know, we don't necessarily have true written down sources of specific things necessarily that happened so i feel like with those ones you've got a little bit more freedom to play because there's there's so much ambiguity we've done it when we've done an episode on diogenes i'm sure there's lots of like facts or tales of diogenes um that we mentioned that didn't actually happen but as time's gone on they've become factual do you know what i mean so I'm I'm yeah. okay with some of those being like okay like this didn't quite happen like famously uh, Ragnar Lodbrok and uh Rolf uh, Rollo are not brothers they weren't brothers they're were about so many hundred years between one another um yeah. but they are brothers in the show and they they both invade Paris together and it's like well Ragnar didn't necessarily invade Paris because that happened in like 900 something AD he wouldn't have been around he'd have been too old or whatever um I get those ones. I get those ones. Um, I don't know. But then, if you are basing that on your, I don't know, James. I I know what I would want. I would want it to be historically accurate, and if that means losing a character or whatever, so be it. Um, but then, yeah, I also like documentaries. I love history. I'm a big history buff, and I want it to be accurate at all times. But then, I also understand you're trying to make a movie that is entertaining. So,
2: I yeah, feel I like want just
1: granted.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: But then there is the opposite of that, Hacksaw Ridge, which if you don't know the film Hacksaw Ridge, go back and listen to one of our first episodes of Desmond Doss. Yeah. And that's who that's about. Um, the director, Mel Gibson, thought that some of the stuff that happened to Desmond in real life was so far-fetched that he couldn't put it in the film because people wouldn't believe it. Like, when he was rescuing people, I believe he was shot in the neck. Mm. And he thought, I'm not going to put that in the film, because if you see a man get shot, you think he's going to die. And he didn't, so he left it out.
1: Yeah, but but then yeah, there'd be something else that's in the film that's absolutely ridiculous anyway, so why not?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Hollywood's its own beast. And I think you've got to not take... You've just got to take Hollywood at face value of, I'm just going to sit back, I'm going to enjoy whatever... This yeah. is, um yeah. and I'm not gonna. But the, the worry is that we saw it, we uploaded a, a TikTok about Oppenheimer, and it got like a million seven hundred thousand views, whatever, and it, it kicked on. People were going for each other in the comments. Um, and it, it was, it was blindingly obvious that people hadn't researched Oppenheimer, they just watched the film and assumed they knew everything, yeah. And that, yeah. I think that is the worry when it comes to films that people will be so like they'll just assume this happened. I think the same thing happened with Troy as well, people just take that as gospel when there's basically no evidence Well, the, the trojan war happened i believe but there's essentially nothing written about it no people still argue about where troy was they don't know
1: yeah I, I, my, I think i don't know i don't really know where my concern sort of comes from i don't know where what what i'm actually upset about because at the end of the day i will watch this film and watch films like that and I know it's a film, and I'm sure there are some things that are going to be inaccurate when it comes to those, and I will just see it as a film, and as someone who's a history fan anyway, I will then go, oh I really want to learn more about this, and I'll go then watch about a million documentaries, and go mad, and learn so much about it, there are obviously people that aren't like that, and they'll just watch it, and go, oh fucking hell, like, you know, like, Napoleon, like, once shot at the pyramids, and then there'll be me that goes, no, they didn't. And they'll be like, well, yeah, he did. They wouldn't put it in the film if they didn't do it. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's the point. He didn't do it, and they did put it in the film. Um, there are a lot of people that don't do it. I think maybe what it is is just that it speaks to a sort of um, where we are today in society, in that people don't necessarily care about the facts. They care about what they're told. So people will just, mm-hmm. take, they will just take on board what they're told and assume it's correct, rather than doing their own homework. And I'm like... Maybe my fear is I don't uh, listen I don't care if you if you're getting your information from a film um, I think the issue I have is that it just' it's just almost like a mirror to the to the world that we live in in that people will just take whatever they see on the screen as being true and I just that, that irritates me as some as someone yeah. as someone and both both of us like we, we host a podcast where we do a fuck ton of research to make sure that what we're telling is accurate um, and I hope that people who listen to the show learn facts about things and then go off and tell their friends about them and they'll be like oh my god how did you know about that and you would be like oh i listened to a show that talks about it whereas i'm sure there are other people that you know i don't know you could be like watching joe Rogan or something and he'll say something that's just blatantly not true but he thinks that
2: yeah it is worrying that people sort of don't do their own research uh, so this is kind of a tangent but another thing is the film on netflix called the king starring timothy chalamet where he plays henry v your brother famously my brother... has issues with it yeah, my brother is a historian that's his job. Um and he sat through the whole thing and he was just really quiet the whole way through. And I was like, are you enjoying it? I was like, yeah, it's fine. If you like Shakespeare because it was mainly based on and this is another thing, people take Shakespeare at face value. Shakespeare fucking didn't know anything. He made shit yeah. up. Yeah. But then there was one scene at the end where Henry was going to fight uh is it the Dauphin what of uh, France whoever played with Robert Pattinson. Those two yeah. would never have met on the battlefield, but anyway. Um and he got up in his suit of armour and went to walk on the muddy battlefield. And my brother was like, he would never be able to fight in a suit of armour. No one fought in a suit of armour. It just didn't happen. Suits of armour were for show. If you were caught in the middle of a battlefield in a suit of armour, you were fucked. Because you can't move. And he walked really? onto this battlefield and was like, he's just going to fall over if the film's accurate. And in fairness to the film, he just slipped straight does, over yeah. and couldn't stand up and couldn't fight. And my brother was like, okay, they've kind of saved it a little bit because mm. if he had some epic standoff in a suit of armor I think that would have been fucking ridiculous um, yeah but again I didn't like that film I have beef with Timothy Chalamet personally I think he's a bang average actor but that's another episode <laughs> that is,
1: yeah that is uh, that is something the I'm new Wonka film looks
2: shit it looks shit
1: I uh, let's not get into Timothy Chalamet uh, anyway <laughs> I quite liked that film I thought it was stunning I thought it was uh, visually beautiful but yeah again yes i'm aware there are inaccuracies and whatnot and i don't know does it te- does is the point to tell a story yes is the point to get people to learn a bit more about it probably not uh, are you just using the story as something to because it looks nice yeah of course you are um you mentioned shakespeare i think if shakespeare were around today and if he was a footballer he would join a, a saudi team that guy is a shill. I'm sorry. Shakespeare was a <laughs> shill. That guy sold out every fucking where he went. That guy, It's weird that this as got soon on as, this. As soon as Elizabeth died, that guy then started making fucking plays that suited the next monarch. Because he yeah. knew, like, these guys need to pay me money. Like, I'm fucking making stuff that makes them look good. And then you get, yeah, like, all the... Them. All the Henry film, uh, the films, all the Henry plays, uh, or like even the Richard plays, where like it makes him look like an absolute arsehole because they were like, nah, yeah, them Plantagenets, yeah, fuck them guys, yeah, no, it's all about the Tudors, fuck yeah, like
2: <laughs> that was all he was this about. Is the that- thing, like, most people assume Richard III was the most evil king this country has ever seen because yeah. of Shakespeare. He did some shady, shit, but in the grand scheme of Kings of England, he was all right, he was fine, yeah,
1: and actually. Yeah, had scoliosis, but was not this evil hunchback. He was just made to look like that because it makes him look like a villain. A uh, villain.
2: Yeah. It, anyway, yeah, it's. Weird. I it, I was thinking about this. Is so strange. I was literally thinking about Shakespeare earlier, and I was like, if he was around today and he had social media, he would be fucking insufferable. Oh, he he would live on X. Yeah, he'd love it. It'd be besties with Elon Musk. I also think like he would have fucking thrived on Tumblr. Oh god, yeah, and you know that guy. You,
1: I think. Shakespeare would have appeared on Joe Rogan. He'd be smoking like on the show. Yeah,
2: hundred percent, hundred percent. He just made up words. You can't. Just, if I make up a word now, people are like, "What are you doing?" He just made up words, and everyone was like, "This man is a genius."
1: Yeah, it's like two thousand words or something he made in his in his time. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever be able to conclude this, but I just think you know where we stand. What do you think, listening guys? Uh, what, do you think uh, historical films should be historical and accurate to a T? or can they have a little leeway or can they just do whatever the fuck they want and it doesn't really matter. Uh let us H- know. history
2: is interesting. History has enough source material to be interesting. Yeah. Um some films take the piss. I'm trying to think of examples but nothing really. Spring Smart, I think Braveheart takes oh, the piss a bit. Yeah. Absolutely um,
1: takes the piss. The Love Interest That's just, that's just Mel sp- Gibson though isn't it? We spoke about it when we did our episode on William Wallace. The Love Interest in Braveheart She's some stunningly beautiful, like French. Yeah, the first quarter of twenty film, odd year and then, old, and then, yeah. then actually in real life she would have been like twelve or eight or something like yeah. that. And it's like no, nah.
2: yeah, that, yeah, that film is, I don't know, it's, well, no,
1: it's it's not great. If you would like an accurate, <laughs> God, I'm putting some yeah, fucking nice. pressure on myself. If you would like an <laughs> accurate depiction or telling of the story of Napoleon uh join us uh, in the week of the 22nd when james comes back from italy uh because i've promised i will write uh an episode on the man himself so that will be going out in the same week that the film comes out so uh to try and uh coincide with that you've got that coming so look forward to that coming up um but yeah let us know what you think uh lastly so some a little bit of homework if you don't already subscribe to us on patreon i would consider doing so now uh as i'm sure you're aware there are a fuck ton of ads on the show now i don't necessarily agree with it or like it however it is there for a reason it's to sort of you know uh not just keep the lights on but make sure we can actually fucking turn them on in the first place because we have been around now what four years and you know We've always said, I think we said in like year one, the dream is to make this our fucking jobs. You know what I mean? I'd love to get paid to do this. Um, And and we can do that uh, with the ads. Now, to give you guys sort of an idea of where we're at, because the ads are not just there to fuck you off and uh, ruin your listener experience. I try to put them in a a, a sort of place them within the episode that uh, doesn't sort of ruin the experience so much. But where we're at. So in terms of revenue made Uh, with these ads on we've already made uh, i think a quarter of what our distributor costs a year and we've been doing it for now what a month and a half nearly two months running ads on the show so that kind of gives you an idea of how successful they can be uh, for us as a show Um, and that's why they're there Um, is so you know we don't necessarily have to pester you guys Uh, to sort of donate to the show and help us out you guys can just listen to us and just let the ad people do their fucking work and pay us that way and then we can pay the distributor and then if when we eventually start making a wee bit more money uh, we can then start getting some more bits out um, to go alongside that Um, so on that as I said I wouldn't ask you for money let's talk about Patreon Uh, so on Patreon if those ads are ruining your absolute life uh, you can join our Patreon Um, every single episode Uh, from episode one and going forward we'll also be on patreon uh so that it is an ad-free experience if you would like to do that uh, you can head over there and you can get ad-free episodes on patreon uh the smallest tier that we have is just three pounds a month that's simply it three pounds a month it's what less than a coffee at starbucks to join the patreon and bloody cost living crisis yeah much less than a coffee at Starbucks and you get every single episode ad free plus you get uh, voting rights to uh, future shows Um, which if you don't know we have had a poll running on Patreon to ask what uh, an episode we're going to talk about soon again Uh, and uh, everyone has voted for us to talk about a man called Issei Segawa who is a Japanese man who killed a lady in France and completely got away from it so that will be coming soon as well
2: so, yeah, I think I may have plugged Patreon enough now. But well, we need to mention the videos because I think now is a really good time to hop on board because we've got our Jack the Ripper documentary on there, which is well worth a watch. Just watch us wandering around Whitechapel speaking to uh, Terry, who's a ripperologist. Really, really good. Um oh, let me second my own dick. And then we've got <laughs> the documentary we recently filmed on the Hammersmith nude murders, which mm. I'm not going to lie. Bangs like when we were filming it, we all looked at each other at one point and went, What's this gonna look like? I yeah. don't think this is gonna look very good. And then turns out it looks fucking great. So yeah. that's a that's a, again another good piece of work. Um, you've got my Italy documentary coming up, which I don't know if I film enough content, maybe it'll be episodes. Who knows? that, Ooh. I'm just kind of freestyling that one. Uh-huh. We've also got Ryan went to Poland uh, and visited Auschwitz, and he's got a short sort of little doc coming up about that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, a
1: lot to do. Uh, and we've got some bits in the pipeline as well. So we, uh, James has mentioned his brother um, works for a uh, Warwick Castle in the Midlands. And uh, we are going to head over to Warwick Castle at some point and uh, speak with James's brother and get a little bit of
2: information about that place. I've got my drone. We're going to whip that up and get some nice aerial photography as well. We need to discuss this because I think the castle's closed in January, which I think bodes well for us because we can go in excellent, with no one there. But we'll there I'll, I'll, I'll need to sort that with him. So, yeah,
1: um, well, there you go, guys. So uh, that was a nice, relaxed, fit episode. Uh, something to just listen to, you know, whilst you just, I don't know, folding It was the a laundry. panic episode
2: because we didn't know what to do because yeah. we, well, I'm away till the 22nd. Let's call it yeah. what it is. We panicked. There was nothing relaxed about getting this
1: sorted. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, I hope it's kept you going just for a little bit whilst James is gallivanting around Italy uh, eating all the pizza. We will have
2: stuff scheduled, though, so keep stuff, keep an eye on our socials because there will be um articles going out about various things haven't written them yet that's friday's job but they Mm. will be going out so yes we're not just going to completely go off the grid and also please engage with the articles because i spend time writing them and researching them and if you don't know i'm a writer throughout the day as well so finishing my day as a writer to then go on and be a writer can sometimes be a little bit arduous so a little bit of support goes a long way
1: yeah for sure for sure so yeah Uh, We haven't plugged the socials in a long time, uh, but yeah, head over to the socials. There's quite a bit going out. Uh, We've got regular posts coming up, so uh, share them, like them, do whatever you like with them. And uh, yeah, it's been great. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, Really do appreciate you joining us again, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye.